0: Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. Gather in, gather in, come close, come close. I am your host, Christina. We're back to discuss another episode of The Wheel of Time. Season two, episode five, Domain. Written by Rohit Kumar, directed by Maja Vervillo. I found myself settling in and enjoying this episode. We got to meet some additional characters in Dane and I'm not sure if I'm gonna say her name right but Evarinda close enough and we finally have Moraine doing something proactive instead of acting reactive and once again I will repeat the actor playing Ishmael Ferris Ferris or is Ferra Ferra Whichever way, how is it fair or fair, Christina? There's no A. At the end of that, I digress. I would totally fuck his brains out. Yeah, daddy, yeah. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever good podcasts can be found. Go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment below. Most have probably already finished with this series and are caught up on Gen V or any other show that has dropped out recently. And we still getting week to week on Willa time because A, we started late. And B, a girl can only do so much in a week. <laughs> but I'm glad to see there is some engagement with the downloads on these episodes. Lady Serof comes before High Lord Seroch and must speak for herself while... No, is it Sarak or Sarek? No, it's Sarak. Because that's why I put the A there instead of the E has the benefit of using his own mouthpiece showing the power dynamic because she usually got Aylwin speaking for her he's like -uh nah in this court you open your own lips and explain yourself she disobeyed an order choosing to invade the village despite its supposed gains anyone else knowing they in trouble would try to humble themselves but she gone Say, perhaps, my lord, you made a mistake. Did you see Ishmael's look? If the forsaken is shooketh, you tripping. You should definitely be considering the consequences because they are forthcoming. Tarek. See, then I changed the spelling once again is it high lord Tarek? it is high lord Tarek. <laughs> so much for transcribing my notes tells her their mission is to unite all peoples under their empress to fight the shadow despite the fact that he's standing right there Stop all day, oh. all oh. this is the life of a, the life of a. Hey. go get a, hey. go get a. This is an interesting plot twist. Tarek is the one that can channel, right? Because they was talking about him in the tower. So he actually has the same goals as Loghain did of being the dragon reborn or... Yeah, he did declare himself the new dragon reborn, right? And trying to fight the dark one. But they're on different sides of the same coin and the actual poison in the well is weaving its way through choosing the course of action they think they're taking for a triumph when really it's for a failure that's uh that's pretty insidious of my mans He doesn't believe they can hold the village rightly. They took as it is too far beyond their resources. She is banished from court until she is once again presentable. And we didn't know what that meant until he told her to kneel. She gonna look at Ishmael. You shouldn't have been talking shit. I get that it was his idea. And he ain't speak it up for her, but he probably coached her through what she needed to say. And she went off script. Don't look at me now to save your ass. Get down on the fucking ground and kneel. Once she does, her nails are clipped off and she is escorted to her chambers. And since everybody gasped and looked away, I'm guessing that's like being banished. I mean, that's not just being banished from court, but that's like being dishonor like you're lower in status and it take them a long ass time to grow them damn nails so that's how long she can come back that's like decades she gonna be in her grave before she get them nails back to that side, <laughs> unless she's taking some hair and nail supplements pat and fane shows up all cocky to present the horn of valia making sure ishmael stays in turex good graces we haven't seen much of Pat and Fane other than him smiling and being <laughs> like a jester a bit. Is he supposed to be a big deal? Because if he is, I don't feel it and never have. Rand and Moraine run from Lanfear through the forest at night, having to kill one horse so that Lanfear can't follow. The poor horse stable woman. She was just doing her job <laughs> <laughs> at least moraine took her with him but it wasn't for altruistic reasons definitely not to save her life a nosy motherfucker learns sometimes it's better to keep it moving and not only does lanfear find new transportation but now knows where the road leads which is tau Falar, so they're heading to the white tower or at least that's what she wants her to believe Perrin I think she they were heading to the white tower because when she went to her sister she said we need new horses so where would you gonna go there's not many places you can go at this point you need to put your cards on the table and beg for mercy (laughs) right Perrin asks when his eyes will change And Elias hopes soon, as human eyes are useless, just like humans in general, telling him the only thing he misses from interacting with society is beer. He never lacks companionship and neither does Perrin going forward. Their little bond is broken, though, when Perrin realizes he only backtracked him to the village where all of his people got fucked up. So they have not been following the caravan. Elias tells Perrin, those people are not your people. Your Two Rivers people are not your people. And even your wife isn't your people. They're not a part of your pack. When Perrin threatens Elias, the wolves come out in defense. Get tactical Marines. I thought they would follow Perrin, but I suppose they don't know him like that. They're like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. We may have a bond, but we we've been in the muck with Eli over here he tells him he is going after his friends what did he mean when he said your wife wasn't your wife is that to indicate he's supposed to be liking this Ava that's what I'm gonna call her going forth because I'm not gonna say that whole ass name it's just not gonna happen not properly Moraine releases the horses with the stable master to continue to Tar hoping that will give Lanfear a couple of days off their trail if they're lucky. She reveals just how badly she fucked up at the eye of the world to Ren, and that if all of the forsaken are released then they have no hope of the last battle. It makes me wonder why Ishmael hasn't released the others and I'm glad that they addressed that in this episode because it's natural thinking and then payoff. That's the sign of good writing. (laughs) Also, it kind of sounds like the last battle is supposed to be in found. That's not about to pop off like last season because that's the one problem I do have even though they've pasted it much better in this season than that last season is things don't sit. They don't, um, what's the word? Simmer. They just go from plot point to plot point to plot point. And we don't get a lot of the massaging of some of these storylines for them to feel like I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to be fearing right now because The last battle sounds like something that's six seasons down, not something that would happen in season two. So maybe there's something that happens in found, but it's not the last battle. I just feel like they're they're rushing through a lot of things that could be slowed down to enjoy them better to flesh them out. But maybe that's just the time period they've been given. They've already been greenlit for season three, which is what I was telling Mimi is I kind of wonder if they're going to get past season three. Prime is a little bit more lenient when it comes to the investment in their shows. And they've been doing very successful on their platform. I mean, Apple TV is pretty, I mean, even though I haven't liked (laughs) all of their shows, they do have something to what they put out there and a lot of people are gravitating to that but prime i would argue is also hbo i haven't watched in in fucking months i canceled it i don't want it back netflix i could live without i've been looking at my daughter like i really get one show every couple of months from netflix and then they keep inching every couple of months that price for one fucking single screen if you had two screens i mean i'm pretty much paying a cable bill so if you're not providing consistent good content then you're really not worth it and the fact that prime comes with the the two-day shipping i mean honestly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's probably one of the better deals that you're going to get out there fuck the whole hulu disney plus i don't even watch disney plus i'm so glad i have hulu i like hulu a lot too because there is something you can find like there's always something in my car in which i will never get around to because it's going to take me 49 years to watch bleach cyborg aside get back to the episode. Perrin is chased down by Hopper, who is so cute, and shown that he needs to go back to the village since his friend Uno isn't buried. Now, for their bitch! Yeah. For their bitch! For their bitch. bitch! Perrin tells him to stay. Clearly, he's a better motivation speaker than Elias is. Because <laughs> they both wanted him to go back to the town. My guess is to rescue this A- Al, uh ava and meet his possible future wife to leave parent on his journey and not to follow the caravan i love how even though that seems like it's gonna happen anyway <laughs> they're on this or maybe maybe hopper just broke away and was like look look i no, no, they had the same plan i can't i can't think that they did not while trying to get uno he is warned about the noise that he would make if he uses that big object to break a metal cage and that he needed to be told that (laughs) sometimes makes me wonder about perrin before being warned away from her cage by dane because she's vicious Dane invites him to the inn since there's a curfew and they can't let him leave, and he will show him where he can get a room for the night. He points out that he's from the Two Rivers because apparently, if you're from the Two Rivers, you're super recognizable. When he asks what she did, Dane vaguely states she was at the wrong place at the wrong time before Perrin realizes he's dealing with the zealot Whitecloaks. I wonder why he hid. His white cloak status, is that supposed to indicate something a little bit different about Dane? Because there's a few indicators, so to speak, that he may not be a absolutely terrible human being. Despite all her puffing, it turns out that Lady Suroth was wrong because the white cloaks have already driven out the as they call them, the strangers, the Seashan people. Valda, the peppered hair one, chides Dane for offering the ale water, though he believes one can get more answers when you kill them with kindness versus your method, which just kills them. The innkeeper said the Oath people were easier to deal with. (laughs) Because... His dog like parents. So I feel you're trustworthy enough. And he also knew the name of the last innkeeper who went chasing the caravan so that she could find her daughter, which was one of the ones that were taken. Lanfear discovers Moraine's deception, surprised by her ruthlessness in using the stable woman who has her mouth stitched shut. Guess that's better than death. Someone can get, you know, some stitches or not stitches some scissors unstitch your mouth you know pointing out that Rand is still young something she has to recall because he was described like a lost puppy looking for a master to follow which is why the dark is so keen to exploit him and also is a good indication my ball my boy need to grow some balls Van goes to the Browns to look for information, meeting up with her friends Yasaka and Naomi. Leandrin is escorting her captives through the ways. Upon seeing Nynaeve awake, she tells her, don't try anything because you're concealed and bound. And of course, Nynaeve is stupid and does so anyway. She doesn't understand how she broke the three oaths by attacking them, but Leandrin points out she's broken more than that. She tells her, Do you know, or she asks her, Do you know why we take the three oaths? And she says, A thousand years ago, a great king threatened to burn the tower unless the Aes Sedai swore the three oaths to themselves. Their powers didn't frighten him as much as their humanity. The rules and the rituals, she says, if we look inhuman and predictable, like the tides, men won't measure themselves against us or have to tear us down. Leandrin very much feels as if she is a, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A feminist, but one that has probably had a lot of experience that has molded the way in which he feels. It's just not I hate all men clearly as her red sisters would certainly believe I think that she feels that the men in society just continue to level themselves up and above them and all she wants is at this point to become there uh, to change basically the game where they're the ones that are in control and maybe the world will be a bit better a place for it i, I just i keep I said it last time i find leandrin a very intriguing character because she's not one note and that's always good in a villain because she has her reasons Whatever those reasons, she's committed to them. She's not making excuses for herself, even though Naive points out, you know, you weren't recruiting me for the Reds. You were recruiting me for Ishmael. And she points out falling in line is just going to make it easier for you. I'm trying to educate you about the hypocrisy that lays on the other side that you already saw from the beginning your naive isn't bought into the idea I think that she wants to do good into the world but she certainly knows that the tower and all of their their shenanigans aren't particularly always on the up and up and it plays into a certain political atmosphere where where, where she just doesn't feel naturally at ease at and I'm wondering if Leandrin when she asked her last when Nynaeve asked her last episode what have you chosen and that was a question if she cared about genuinely cared about Nynaeve and it feels like she does Every woman has her price, a burden she can no longer carry, a hope for the future that is impossible in this world. So basically, she's saying it's easy to say what you won't do because Nani very much says, I would never go to the dark. And she points out while that conviction may be as it is now, I've lived longer than you. Unfortunately, I've lost more than you have. And I know. That eventually. Fighting for good. Gets exhausting. And I think there's something real in that. What makes naive, what is going to make naive or Egwene or any of the others better is that they still find hope. Whereas She's just like, maybe I can grab some power in this new world order so that we no longer have to deal with the same burdens we all used to deal with. And I can, I can relate to that. I mean, I keep going back from the beginning of time until what fucking 80 years ago, women have been in a position of absolute subservience to men men own them, right? So if you're talking about someone who's going through a time where there isn't even been a conversation about women having rights, of course, of course, and you've been doing this for thousands of years and nothing seems to change. You're going to get bogged down by that. And Nynaeve doesn't have that experience to be able to relate but I think she sees something in Nynaeve that makes her I mean not only just useful as a tool but someone who is I don't know maybe a reminder of that flickering that she used to have that flickering of the desire for goodness Neneve points out her son is dying, you're justifying yourself to your kidnap victim and you've betrayed your sisters. Was your price worth it? And Leandrin almost feels as if she's wondering it herself, not for I regret reasons, more so than will it actually come to. I like the lightning and the color palette of that entire scene. Turns out it was Ishmael's idea to go to the village once Elwyn is dismissed and he's alone with Lady Baldhead. Seriously she looked like she had one of those cone heads with a little bit of hair weave through. She is uh, punished for his crime. His desires are his own. He wanted to go there not only for Leol but mainly for Perrin. And her inability to control her temper is why she lost her position, so don't put that shit on me. She wants to kill Tarek and be done with it, but it will put the Empire in civil war, something he isn't keen to happen, because United, we need to stand or we'll just be exploited by our differences. Seraf really can't take a hint when she tells Ishmael she has all that he wants, and while he may be chosen, he is not of the blood. I know why you swore your oaths, ma'am, to the dark. I forget myself, my lord. Temper's the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. It seems those oaths are very serious, and that's the second person in this episode where he told him, look, You can fuck with me all you want to, but I'm the only person that can give you what you want. He tells her her gift will be arriving shortly and that the last battle is to soon occur and found. That's why I was thrown off. Like, uh, what? Perrin frees Ava, and while she's skeptical of wetlanders, as she calls them, he doesn't believe people should be in cages. They are approached by a group of white cloaks, including Dane... And very quickly, they have the floor white with them. My girl came out just master kung fu fighting and shit. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. Dane's life is spared due to his kindness to her. He asked Perrin because he got his wolf eyes on, what is he? And he's like, well, I'm not going to give you the answer. But now, now the white cloaks are back on Perrin's trail moraine takes Rand to her sister and is introduced to her foppish looking son that ponytail i am disgusted moraine said is it a love match <laughs> his mama said he's gonna be king who gives a fuck about love she will supply the horses but how they will stay awake is something moraine hasn't thought of as she can't use the one power and hasn't towed ran as much Landfair is known for her casual cruelty and her mastery of the dream world, something it turns out Ishmael has gotten good at as well. Rand feels like he's seen Moraine in a new light because she's a bit of a lady. She's got a nephew, she's got a sister. Like, oh, I didn't know you had family. I didn't think anybody loved you. Varen goes to the headmistress and is surprised to learn that she didn't realize the three sisters were not at the castle and accompanying the daughter heir on a trip to Camlin. She then asked for a book meditations of the kindling flame, which is in her room. She did uh, look into her notes and saw that they were, were written out for the day, but she clearly didn't recall writing that even though it's her handwriting. Yasaka, who i know from the now canceled peripheral investigates and shows Varen a tremor in the notation about the girls she thinks Varen a compulsion spell was used which would mean that the black aja exists my guess these are sisters sworn to the dark considering that it almost felt as if i don't know if it was purple or black it felt more purplish <laughs> Than black, but Leandrin certainly was not donning her red. They search for who has gone and left the castle the last few days. Leandrin brings the girls to Lady Sureth, and the two absolutely hate each other. Night, right. oh, As I was trying to say earlier with Tarek, it's nice to see other players on the board that have differing ideas too that may make for some interesting alliances going forward because in this scene not only is Leandrin upset she didn't get to meet Ishmael as if she's only a servant to him but Lady Sarah points out that he has more important things to do but meet his dog lick 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 my balls (laughs) yeah so the bullying definitely goes downhill leandra believes what she does to these women is an abomination and disrespectful to the one power interesting that she has a line but everyone does enemies yes but slaves nope 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 that's not something she wants in the future. And she very much intends to counter Seraf, even though they both work for the same master. Seraf's, uh, myth- uh, meth- what's the word I'm looking for? Her mission. She believes in the one power so much. No one should wield it, but by accident of birth or by accident of birth. Mary looks a lot like Leandrin, and am I supposed to make a correlation there? Soldom, the people with the the black stripes on their face, they train and earn the right to use the power unlike the Aes Sedai, she feels, who are unworthy. She believes one day their master will allow all to be uh, leashed. And she hopes to be the one to leash Leandrin. Leandrin also believes that one day our master will certainly have a change of heart and that you'll be the one kneeling before her. Then says, if you last that long, her last actions being to release Nynaeve's ropes. And seeing that interaction, we can understand why. Like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I promised I would do. Once I put them in your care and you lose them, that's on you. They ain't on me. And since she adamantly doesn't believe in having them slaved in such a way, she allows them to get away. Equane you have power, right? Right. Why rely on Nynaeve to do something? And, bitch, why can't you never do a damn thing, Nynaeve? Get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. And if you gotta take it somewhere, take it somewhere, you know? Take it to the shit store and sell it. Or or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just gotta get it together. Elaine is the only one with some sense. Egwene is captured having been injured... ...while the other two get away. Ava comes from a place when she and Perrin are over a fireside... ...called the 3 Folin, land a.k.a. Waste, or the Waste... ...which is a testing ground and punishment for the sin that happened so long ago no one remembers. She is searching for their chief of chiefs, but because he saved her... ...her water is his... He's like, I don't know about that. She said, I wouldn't mind. Oh my. He didn't know what to do with that. Hopper over there like, boy, you got game. You ain't even trying. They're on their way to found, So everyone is certainly on <laughs> the same train tracks. Nynaeve continues to prove that she is the worst. Elaine's trying to be smart about the fact that all these soldiers are around you know looking for us we stand out you know they know what we look like you keep talking about how you don't care about nothing but getting Egwene but don't you think that you need to be saved in a safe place and get a game plan so that you can go get Egwene and then how about you think about using your powers because showing up and saying release her is not going to be a plan and since you are useless right now when it comes to that, I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. Elaine's like, we need to change the clothes. These are not good enough for you. Tape around his body. It's a fucking on the t- i told him it's too late my friend it's time to say goodbye i love the actress but the character naive is someone i'll be wanting to get my hands on sometimes how are you possibly called a wisdom but you don't do anything wise and why you hating on elaine like since you met her and i mean barely even met her honestly when that black dude knocked her out i was like thank you Someone handle this child. Despite Leandrin having proof of her journey when she gets back to the tower, when she talks to Varen, she plays her part acting alarmed at the girls being missing, but Varen didn't look like she was fooled. Anvir comes to see her sister helping her wash off the blood, even though she left on the bloody um, shirt. Like, um, how about that just come off and you put a new one on <laughs> she knows she won't reveal why she's covered in blood or what ran has to do with anything but she knows her sister always has a plan and right now girl you look like you are stumbling in the dark she admits that she is placing everyone here in danger you shouldn't have come well i tried to stay away from 20 years and you were bitter about that too she is unclear if she can protect Rand from what is coming after him her sister says a very smart person used to ask me or give me this advice of is it true is it true that Rand needs your protection and i'm like no because he's the dragon reborn you don't need to protect that man you just need to train him but I think Mimi said he can't be trained by another, by a woman. He has to be trained by a man. Yeah, so why hasn't she just taken him back to Loghain? He is much stronger than you considering you ain't got no powers. This advice allows Moraine to come up with an actual plan and it involves staying. Barthanus <laughs> definitely loves his aunt and is happy she is here, even temporarily. But did he have a look when he heard that? that uh ran was ran Ishmael, that white shirt looking just uh, looks like he's having a fantasy dream about ran but it's only lanfear pretending to be ran i know the actor in this scene had to been like what have we got going on today here we're all in white it's all i mean this definitely gave so many vibes so many so many times, <laughs> and they were certainly sexual. <laughs> Lanfear reveals that she's just in Ishmael's dreams, waiting for Rand to fall asleep. Ishmael knew it was her, as Celty is not her style. He says, people blame us for breaking the world, but they didn't bother to pick up the pieces. 3,000 years of sword and queens, and they ain't done a damn thing. Ain't it the truth? They toast to the future where their lord wins. He knows her act has been caught out, and she is upset that he let Moraine live, but he tells her an Aes Sedai dead is a useless Aes Sedai. Whereas desperation opens up interesting choices as it did for her. She talks of betraying him. And he says, will you? Obviously. We get a reason why the great Lord only speaks to Ishmael. Mo- Mogideon? Is that his name? Is insane. Grindel's a vain idiot and the boys couldn't execute a plan even under compulsion. He has their seals in the room. They seem as if they're friendly, but like friendly in a, I will never trust you. You will never trust me, but that's just why we're bad guys. Cause we are never trustworthy of each other. But when he stepped up and was like, will you, that's another moment where <laughs> That flicker of danger is like, yeah, he might actually fucking murk me right now. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. He believes in the dark. He is an absolute true believer. There is no saving this world. There's no faith. There's no hope. He believes in when the wheel itself will stop. She asks why release me then and he knows what she wants, which is ran or who ran used to be and who she wants to mold him into, which is what he was in his previous life. He is softer and less arrogant than his predecessor as they turn around and access him. I mean, that was that was the scene where I was like, OK, um, it's getting a little hot in here. The girls he thinks has, uh, he has under control because one who fears her power and the other one craves it. Matt was born Ishmael's and Perrin will soon be more wolf than man, so fall at his feet too. Once Rand sees all of his friends lost, he will break. Ishmael is summoned by Tarek. Tarak, I probably fucked that name up 20 times in this episode who wonders where he came from a westlander has never set foot on these shores is that to mean like people from Europe and he seems to have read the omens that led them to starting to uh go on this mission of theirs but he demurs about the queen which I don't think we've met and only asks that he receive Lady Seraph's gift in good faith that is when Egwene is brought forth collared and told to be tamed. Nyaneve and Elaine wake to find themselves with a yellow Aja named Rima and her warder warning them about the sea and what they do to women who can channel. Moraine retrieves Ran and points out she hasn't lanfair hurt him and that they don't have to leave maybe he can basically go to her once he falls asleep to find out what ishmael is up to because while things are scattered about the before times she knows that lanfair loved the dragon reborn and he loved her then left her for his wife I'm just the crazy slut with a dead husband. (laughs) I'm not judging. I'm judging a little, I'm not gonna lie. Well, that'll do it. Be a little bit more, you know, creative, but sure. He admits while he isn't keen to pretend to be in love with a dark friend, everything between them also wasn't false. You cannot say both. Both of those sentences do not exist, sir, because you told her you loved her last episode and you can't say things weren't false, which means you still love her. He tells him or she tells him it's your choice and I mean it this time, but mayhap she will give them insight. As soon as he goes to sleep, she's all in her bondage outfit on the throne with him tied to a wheel half naked oh my god (laughs) that pale light was doing her absolutely no favors and i know mimi gonna be dragging her ass in the feedback (laughs) i just think they're being overly gratuitous with the you know the sexy dark kitten type of you know he's into the dark now he's being seduced i get all of those things their components but I honestly just watched a 52 year old woman by the way Mimi she is younger than us uh in in the fall of the house of Usher who was able to do it in a manner that was sexy but also you know far more uh menacing and she doesn't come off menacing she comes off very much as if she's a cuckold woman and now has this um vendetta that no one is gonna have him but me and that just feels kind of weak sauce in <laughs> the mode of department I think it's a cool thing to be able to f- mess with people's dreams but other than that we wouldn't haven't seen the effectiveness of that so maybe there'll be something in the future that gives us that but I could have I could have thought of a lot more things you could have brought Rand to have a conversation with than this I gave this episode a 8.8 out of 10 I still enjoyed it a lot I do like our new characters it's weird that a different actor is voicing Tarek than the actor that's playing him and I don't know these things if it wasn't for x-ray which is the greatest thing invented I love you everyone else needs to jump on that shit and let's hop into the mailbag where we have feedback mail motherfucker
1: what up Stina? this is Mimi this is my feedback for Wheel of Time episode 5 of season 2 I am actually pretty proud of myself I wrote notes um, I only wrote notes on things that I really liked, so I'm gonna talk about the stuff that I wrote in here. Um, I really like this episode, but I think my favorite storyline thus far is Perrins. And in the book, he was my favorite storyline too. Well, once he split up with Egwene, um, I, I enjoyed his storyline the most. So I'm glad that we are finally um, divulging into that. Before I talk about parents storyline, let me, I forgot to tell you how I've been feeling about Egwene last episode. I was listening to your podcast and then I realized that I forgot to talk about Egwene because she's been so dry and been getting on my nerve. But one thing I feel like that really kind of irritated the shit out of me was like, Egwene like she's doing like Mattis she's like rewriting history now I'm not saying don't get me wrong I'm not saying she doesn't love Rand. she probably does but she said and this is the thing that irked my soul made my butthole ache because it's like I know that's not how you feel she said I lost someone that I love more than anything in this world bitch that's not true You did not love Rand more than you loved yourself. You didn't love Rand more than you loved wanting to wield the power. You didn't love Rand more than you wanted to be the wisdom. Because when we went all the way back to episode one of season one, she wanted to be an apprentice to Nani, which would mean that she would never marry. And even though she was like, I love you. He didn't even have to ask her because he knew what she was going to pick. Now, I'm not saying that she made the wrong choice, but bitch, don't pretend like that shit didn't happen. You did not love Rand more than anything because you would have picked him over being a wisdom. And and that shit irritated me. I don't know why. Like I've been over Egwene and Rand for the longest time. Um, you know, first loves are cute, but it wasn't meant to be. Clearly. Um and you didn't you wanted power more than you wanted him. And in all honesty, she doesn't even know that he's the Dragon Reborn, and who, who knows how she she's probably gonna feel some kind of way about that because the way she's acting towards Nynaeve, she's probably gonna dislike Rand even more because he's gonna be more powerful than even Egwene, or I'm sorry Nynaeve. Um, that in itself. Is enough to make me know that their love connection was was false it wasn't real and her saying that crap really irked my nerve because um elaine don't know the history between Rand and uh, gwayne so she's just thinking oh this poor soul lost the love of her life no you lost a childhood friend and you loved him and you miss him but you loved him the same way that <laughs> i feel like Naive would love him or parent because that's the, a friendship that you love to death. Y'all had a sexual relationship. Yes. But you didn't love him more than anything. So don't, don't pretend like you did. And I don't know. She's beginning on my nerve. Um, I kind of actually like what's going on with her right now because I feel like maybe this kind of, situation where she's captured and now she can't wield her power uh, or at least like that like that um what do they call it it wasn't a necklace oh my god I don't remember what they called it but it basically clamped around her neck it was like a shield and it like was painful to her um I feel like that might be the start of her being able to control her powers, and she's she is going to be powerful, because we know that Ishmael literally said he was like, he was talking about Nineveh and Egwene being captured, because... Like, they apparently belong to him, and Matt was always his, and, uh, Perrin will be more wolf than man soon, and Ran will be, join them. So, he clearly, like, all of them are linked for some reason. I'm not quite sure, I'm very interested to see how, but they're, they're all part of Ishmael and the Dragon Reborn's plan. It's very interesting, but I, I think that Egwene being captured, might be the beginning of her story because I do appreciate her like fighting to like Nani was straight up useless when they were running like the whole that whole scene where she was like yelling at Elaine like this is not the time whatever feelings you have towards her like anger mad or jealousy whatever it is like girl stop that right now she she clearly knows where you are. She's giving you valuable information. I know that you're smart. Stop acting like a bitch and listen. Like, granted, they ended up being captured by a warder who saw that they needed help. But it could have easily been the other way around. And need was not being helpful. Elaine was like, you need to calm down because you're going to get us fucking killed. She was not wrong. But she didn't have any power. Elaine is the one that used her power first. And Egwene is the one that used I don't know how she got captured when she was the one that started running first. <laughs> um, but she did. And this is gonna be interesting. And it's crazy how they treat women who can uh channel opposed to like the the other parts of the world. This is a very interesting clan of Aes Sedai. even though that's not what they call themselves. And I wrote the ladies now, her name is Lady Soroth. I'm um, not quite sure what she is, but she definitely is not as tough as she thought, as she thinks she is, because the way that Ishmael quietly put her in her place, them the motherfuckers you gotta be scared of, like, he know his power, he know who he is, and he know what he can do, and he didn't, like, he didn't raise his voice, he didn't even, like, change his, like, facial expression, but she, like, right in herself, she was like, I forget myself, my lord, like, yeah. You forgot who he was talking to, <laughs> and he was like, "Um, like you're stupid, but you also have a bad temper, you know. Like that's probably worse than your stupidity." Like he dragged the shit out of her so quietly, it was fucking hilarious. I know he's a bad guy, quote unquote, but I really like him. He's funny. Um, but let me get to my favorite storylines, Perrin. Um, and then the the like I didn't notice it until I. Uh, used the x-ray to see what the character's name was because I wanted to know how to spell it when he was um going back to get the body of that one guy um that his his wolf friend hopper cute as hell um and <laughs> um I I love it he's adorable he sat there and waited for him he was like wait here he just sat like such a good boy <laughs> and waited for his friend but i didn't realize that she had red hair until i used the x-ray to see how to spell her name it's red locks which makes me think back to ran when uh the old gear was like you know that red hair you're like they're a part of like like we're, we saw ran's mom who was straight up pregnant and clearly going through labor pains beat the shit out of all those men and that's just the type of a uh, warrior that they are. Like, that's the clan that I'm assuming that she's from. And then in the last episode of season one, I think it was the last episode of season one, that one guy who was caged and he had the red hair and they like, like they're not supposed to show their face or some shit like that. And they like ripped his thing off and like killed him. Um, Like he wasn't, he wasn't like hunting them but they killed them anyway like I remember all of that that guy had red hair too um so I'm thinking that this girl and I don't know how to say her name I'm just gonna call her Evie Avey it's 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 spelled A-V-I-E-N-D-H-A I'm gonna call her Avie because I honestly don't know how to say her name and I'm not gonna be struggling through it this entire um feedback um, but that fight scene with her and Perrin was absolutely amazing when she was like, do you like to dance? Like he like pushed her behind him and the way she laughed was so funny. I was like, oh my God, she about to be a boss bitch. And I was thinking the whole time, she about stats, bitch, bitch, bitch. That's all I could sing during that fight scene because she was fucking them hoes up. And he was like, come at her all together or you're, you're done for Y'all was done for anyway. And I don't even think he understood how done for they were because she messed them up. And parent wasn't bad either when he picked up that ax and he was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. it was very, it paralleled the fight scene between the Trollocs when parent and his wife were fighting them and he accidentally killed her. All of that was very, I don't know if they meant to do that, but I got that kind of parallel and it was, it was a vibe. I enjoyed it. Um, I also liked the scene where, you know, she was explaining herself like where she's from. I watched that scene several times trying to trying to absorb the information. Um and it I ha- I don't think I've gotten there in the book yet. That must be in the second book because Parent hasn't met anybody but Elijah. That's not his name. Eli El- Ellie. Mm. I can't I don't know why I can't remember this man's name. I know it starts with an E. Um doesn't matter, Um, but when she was like, you know, it's not sexual, even though I wouldn't be opposed, like, his look was so confused, like, I don't think he's used to women being like that to him, because he didn't look, like, disgusting, he didn't look turned on, he looked like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information, and she was, like, laughing at him, and I felt that, because his face was funny, and it's like, I don't know what to do with this information. And she was like, don't worry. I won't just, you know, get all lustful and attack you. (laughs) I don't know if he looked relieved or sad. Like he just looked like, like he had no idea what to do with this information. Um, I don't know if they're supposed to have any kind of relationship, but I do like that they used a brown woman. I appreciated that. And, I don't know if it was intentional, but Perrin and her, like the actor and actress looked like they could be related. They looked pretty similar to one another. Um I don't know what wetlanders are, but I'm very curious because I've heard them say that a lot of times. And then the other thing was the white cloaks. Didn't that, I thought that black dude got died. Like why is he, why is he alive walking around looking well? He should not be alive. Like I'm very, i'm very curious as to why he is just breathing i feel like he shouldn't be um i think that's all i have to say about perrin um and the last thing is moraine um you know we got to meet moraine's nephew um and then you know he's about to be the king but in this uh world Because, like, the men were the ones that wielded the power, they were the king, they all went crazy. So, it's really only queens around. So, even though he's the king, he's not really going to be that powerful. I don't know if that's supposed to be Elaine's mom he's referring to. I don't think so. I think that's a different kingdom. I'm almost positive. But, yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't know if there's more than one queen, king in the area. I don't remember. Um... So that'll be interesting to see and they're gonna stay and it looks like Rand decided to just go to sleep. I, I thought it was very interesting that she can get people in their dreams. I, I didn't even I didn't even realize that it it seems like she could have easily manipulated Rand. So maybe she really does want him to love her, um, so she can be the the winner of the the breakup of the house and say it. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Cause it didn't look like he was in a pretty, he was in a good place when he opened his eyes and he was bound to that wheel. And she was on the throne looking at him like he a, like he a snack. I don't know. I don't know where her powers are. I don't know where her end game is. But the way she killed that dude on the horse and the way she sold that lady's mouth shut instead of just killing her, like she's clearly very, very vengeful and petty. So, i don't know i don't know how this is gonna go i don't think she's gonna kill Rand, but she might torture him so we'll see how that goes um i'm interested to see what matt's up to because he's so oh, what is running away punk ass i don't know because what ishmael said matt has always been mine i was like oh hell he need to do better, because the dark side already claimed him. Like, they don't even think they need to do no work. Like, that in itself is crazy to me. Like, he basically said, you are my side already. I don't even have to try to get you to cross over, because you already on the dark side. That's, that's fucked up. Um, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Nynaeve and um, Elaine, now that they are with the Aes Sedai, the black lady Aes Sedai. Um, and then, you know, Leandrin, I wasn't sure that she was evil, um, and I still don't feel like she is. I don't know that, I, I feel like her reasoning for doing what she's doing is trying to do the right thing, but also, I don't know, because we know Moraine is determined to be with, um, the dragon reborn which is Rand, and we don't know if Rand is going to turn bad or not but moraine is going to be with him anyway so um leandrin is with ishmael who also wants the dragon reborn so like i feel like this is one of those things where evil is a p- point of view like yes leandrin chose the dark one or any like that but also I don't know, like what she said to Lady Sarath, like, you know, I, you know, what you do to, to these women is an abomination or something like that. And she was like, um, you know, you're gonna kneel to me. And then she, it looked like she woke up not even all of them. And then they were able to run. So I don't know. Um, I guess she's toeing the line is what I want to say. I, I can't say that she's absolutely 100% wrong because I really don't even understand what the hell they're even trying to do. I know it's supposed to be dark and, and light, you know, Dragon Reborn being like he broke the world the last time and this time he's supposed to fix it. But, you know, they always say, like, someone, like, you're, all, you're, you're someone's villain. Like, it's just being a villain is based off perspective. So I think at this point, we can say that Leandra made some really messed up decisions. And, like, you know, especially, like, we got that one lady who is going through the castle trying to figure things out. Um, And that storyline in itself was really interesting. Um, But we don't know what her motives are yet. And she hasn't said anything. So I'm just i'm just interested to see where this goes um i am going to end it here i have a whole lot more to say but i we're already pushing past 16 minutes so i'm going to end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out
0: that was queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode i forgot you mentioned this in your gene gen v feedback about how you're like man we really ain't adhering to that 10 minute rule i've let that go now that I've edited out the background music, it's just editing in general is, <laughs> is much easier. And your your family, so why not? <laughs> I'm not being indoctrined with a whole bunch of feedback either, so it's not like if I had 10, 10 emails to go through, I'd feel more compelled to be like, oh gosh... We must cut down to the 10 minutes. But no, that's not happening. And it's okay. <laughs> um, it allows for, for a much longer conversation. And sometimes like last week, I'm like, man, I didn't get her in, uh, her feelings on uh, Gwaine and that whole situation. And it probably was because you were like, oh, this is too long already. So I'm not saying pop up with a 26 minute damn feedback, but I- I'm... I'm pretty used to the 15 to 16 to 17 minute mark in which you uh uh, you usually hit as far as your thoughts and opinions you had a lot of good ones uh in regards to some of the things that I just forgot about didn't put together like about Rand's people like I forgot all about that first scene uh in this and I usually remember season one but I think I think I've said it before I was very underwhelmed by season one it didn't leave me with an exciting feeling so I probably forgot about a lot of the things that are supposed to be important but I do remember the sword that was supposed to be a big deal too I feel as if Rand's storyline could have went a lot further than it did in the first couple of episodes this season particularly in why Loghain hasn't been doing anything to train him she wanted to be a wisdom naive, going back to her um not naive. Egwene like you said and she very much craves power maybe he was the only man she was ever gonna love which is why she felt I loved him more than anything but I'm also with you I honestly feel as if you need to move on from that idolization of a past relationship but I guess no the Aes Sedai aren't told they can't date it's not like being a wisdom if anything they're allowed to have lovers and children and so on and so forth uh, without too much repercussion other than they could be used against them and that they'll die before you will <laughs> but yeah I do feel as if Egwene hasn't hit a a turning point but she's at the cusp of one and i think her being under this uh this new sanction people is gonna be the thing she needs to deep down find herself like when nynaeve died that's when she's motivated or she thought she died to utilize her own power and define find her own strength and if she's supposed to be not as powerful as Nynaeve but a powerful sister in her own right than most others along with Elaine then I mean they're clearly picking these to be their their best and brightest to fight the dark cause everyone apparently in the tower just ain't shit which is why I'm with Leandrin Cause I'm like, if you need, if you're saying that the best the tower has to offer is these untrained, um, women, then what have y'all been doing all these years? Um, as far as Nynaeve goes, I wish she would just be more of a human being. Just, you know, I can understand if her and her power, she fears it. That's, that's fine. Like, if she's having a block after everything that she did last season, I can see why the show would want to put her on the back burner because they don't want to over-superpower and they want to give everyone else a chance to shine. I'm cool with that. I, I even I'm get mad at her because she never uses it, but if it's a book plot point, like I said, that's just what it is and I can move on as far as I have to accept that, if not like it, but the the fact that she's also just a, a a huge asshole is also another big factor <laughs> and her boldheadedness and it doesn't jive with. It's almost like if you're not from Two Rivers, then I ain't got nothing for you. If you're not my people, you ain't my people. And that's not something I want to see in my protagonists. If you really care about everyone, maybe you should start acting like that and like I said for you to have been the wisdom beforehand you had chose you were chosen for that role for a reason and it was because you knew how to handle people so I thought she would be shown more in that role but it feels this entire season other than going through the the arches she's just been moping around saying I want to protect you and like you said granted she probably feels as if her not being able to use her power or whatever her mental block is is the thing that got her friend taken and she feels angry and and self-loathing about it but man all feel all y'all need to do is mention Lan's name and that seems to put a fire up on her ass more so than kind of it should (laughs) considering your family you've known longer right y'all should just whisper lands in danger whoosh power mental block gone uh I will say Ava and Perrin did feel related that's why I was like a little thrown off when she threw that out there I was like oh okay maybe y'all two are gonna be a thing but you do look very similar like y'all related I do feel like there's a third side forming if not actively working together because that's the thing we keep going from black and white good bad but there is always that gray and most of us honestly should live in the gray or probably in the gray right nobody's ever really 100% good everyone's told a lie everyone's done a deception Maybe not to a whole degree, but if you tell her she looked good in them jeans and she don't and you let her go outside like that, your ass was not the friend you could have been. We learn, we grow. That's what we do as people. Um, And we make mistakes along the way. So yeah, I like the idea of an emerging other side. That's always why I like Leanne. She's like, yeah, well, it's not all peaches and cream over here either like there's been shit going on and even the dark sides pointing out like oh you guys are so mad at us but look what you've done in the meantime and it doesn't seem to be much so who really is the quote-unquote villain maybe you had your turn maybe if you fail maybe starting with a clean slate is the better option of course that means the rest of the world has to die and since people care about each other in this world and themselves the self-preservation of course goes goes in there and no one wants the dark to control everything but still if you can use the dark to find the gray maybe some people are trying to do that like i'm not falling all the way into your plans but if you can help me closer to my goal you're certainly doing more so than this tower And that is where I am going to end it. If you want to send feedback, blackberryhouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.